Can I tell you something really embarrassing that happened to me? Yeah, do you want me to record this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were. You're on live. Welcome to Just Lay It. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the podcast um, with two idiots who don't know how to work podcast technology. You know, that's hilarious because you, you, you cut out just as you were saying that. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome to Just Slayin'. <laughs> we'll get it one of these days. Can I quickly, before we start talking about the episode, tell you something really embarrassing that happened to me this week? Yes, please. Okay, so my flatmates and I were going to a barbecue over the weekend, and the way we do is we just go to the store together, like buy a bunch of stuff, and then we split the cost all together. That's important. But I was buying some stuff to make a nice, like, salady vegetable thing because everybody just brings meat to barbecues and I hate that. So I was buying some vegetables, put some zucchinis in my car and I was going to self-check out, which was great. I was swiping through. I didn't mess it up like the guy next to me who had to have the attendant called three times. Idiot. And I go to put the thing on and you have to like look up the produce and then type in the, the name of it. And so I put the zucchinis on the, on the wear scale thing. And I type in Z-U-C, no results. I just type in, I try again, I type Z-U, no results. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I tried it again, and I typed just the Z, and I was like, that's really weird. Zucchini's not on here. Oh, wait, hold on. I remember something. They don't call zucchinis zucchinis here in New Zealand. They call them courgettes. I thought that was, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, wait, actually, that's not the embar. I missed that. Hold on, I missed the embarrassing part. Start it over. Welcome to Just Slayin'. (laughs) (laughs) No, after the third time I typed in the Z, I was like, what the heck? Why isn't this working? Holy shit, I forgot what they call this in New Zealand. And I had to raise my (laughs) hand and have the attendant come over. And I, I just, like, looked at the zucchinis, and I looked at her, and I was like, I'm sorry, what do you call these <laughs> she's like courgette you're like i'm i'm american i'm not stupid i'm just american <laughs> please i'm so sorry i just arrived in your country i don't know that's not true i've been here six years and i just forgot the word courgette that's fine do they call um, eggplants eggplants or aubergine 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 and uh red green and yellow peppers are capsicum oh and a whole myriad of other otherly named vegetables wait so which is strange what are peppers then they just don't have those oh. they're hard to find. you can't even find limes here like rarely at a supermarket can i find limes i just put lemon in everything oh that's sad but you can find lemons but not limes lemons of the wazoo limes no Ugh, that the opposite i want the opposite of that so anyway i had to have uh, an attendant come over and tell me what a vegetable was called <laughs> i was so embarrassed so you can never go there again but the barbecue was great. The uh, roasted vegetable orzo salad I made was great. Mm. One girl just like ate bowl after bowl after bowl of it, and I fell in love with her because <laughs> of that. Welcome to Just Lane. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fluffy podcast. <laughs> oh, God. What day is it? What year is it? What are we doing? It's, what episode is this? This is episode 10, season 1. So 10. Nightmares. Do you want to read the synopsis or shall I read the synopsis? I want to read it. Okay, go so, for it. This episode aired May 12th, 1997. 
Uh, Nightmare at Sunnydale High. The world of nightmares and reality become one when everyone in Sunnydale is living out their worst fears. While Xander comes to school in his underwear and Giles is unable to read, Buffy must unravel a mystery before reality folds completely into the world of nightmares. What do you think of this episode? I love it. I feel like this is our first like alternate reality Buffy episode and those are some of my favorite ones where just yes. like everything shit is happening to absolutely everyone. Yes. This and was then just... nobody remembers it the next day. Yeah, this is a super fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. And I absolutely don't remember watching it the first time. So it was like watching a whole new episode of Buffy. Do you want to dive in? Let's do this thing. We open up in an underground tunnel. We see Buffy's shadow holding a stakeout in front of her as ominous music plays. She's got some cutie patootie pigtails, but a very serious look on her face. So she's walking down into this space. Uh, and it's candlelit, and suddenly we see the master's hand. We know it by its really super long fingernails and pale complexion. And I want to know who's doing the master's manicures while he's down in this lair, because those nails are on point. Gotta be the anointed one. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one there. So the master also, is... Also, where do they get their candles from? Uh, good question. That I would like to know, because that's a lot of candles. Are they scented? <laughs> Do you think it smells nice down there? Like vanilla. Like vanilla? I imagine vanilla, yeah. So yeah, the master's there. He's kind of spying on her a little bit and she, as she continues her exploration of the space until ah, the mister, master, the mister confronts her uh, and she drops her stake out of fear and as he backs her up into a wall and grabs her by the neck and she's terrified. He goes in for a bite and then suddenly, oh, it's just Joyce just waking her up for school. It was just a dream. Oh, that's a relief. So they're talking and Buffy needs to get ready for school. Joyce is, she's been up for hours probably. Look at her. All dressed up in her little striped sweater. Looking good, Joyce. Yeah, I guess she reads the whole newspaper over coffee before she wakes Buffy oh, up for school. So good. I love being an adult. I like that uh, Buffy is wearing the pigtails that she went to sleep in. Uh, or like in her, as she was facing the master in her dream just now she was had the same hair she was sleep sleeping in Ugh. that makes when sense? i'm in my yeah. dreams i always have the same hair as when i'm awake really no mm. i have no idea what my hair looks <laughs> I'll, I'll try and pay more attention to that i don't no nah, i don't i it's always like a first well i guess my whole life is a first person perspective <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah that's why i mean that was the dumbest thing i've ever said <laughs> I don't even know what my hair looks like right now. Um, your hair looks great. I just want you to know. Thank you. Where were we? Uh, oh, yeah. They're talking about uh, getting ready for school. And Joyce mentions Buffy's dad. Apparently, he's visiting. So, this is the first time we've heard about him, right? Yeah. yeah. She says uh, they're on for this weekend, Buffy and her dad. And Buffy is hopeful. Uh, and that's about where that conversation ends ends and it picks up kind of you know hours later as Buffy and Willow are walking down the hallway and Willow is acting as the viewer and sort of asking questions for us about her dad so apparently he doesn't visit much and he still lives in LA their divorce was finalized last year but they were separated beforehand and Willow did you notice sorry did you notice in Buffy's room Joyce was saying like oh your dad's coming to visit this weekend and Buffy's nodding and saying oh that's good but she just didn't look very excited 
So I what her feelings are really about. She didn't look excited. Death. Yeah, I know. I think no, her face was kind of like, oh, okay. I was interpreting that as well, two things. One, she just is still freaked out from her nightmare, and two, okay, good point. Yeah, and two, from this conversation with Willow, we can kind of get that he's maybe not around a lot. She says he he comes down for weekends, you know, sometimes some weekends. This makes me wonder if he's a deadbeat because we haven't even seen him. Oh, and, like like he didn't show up some weekends or yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting, and I feel unknown. like okay. Yeah, as she's talking to Willow about it. Willow asks why they got a divorce, and Buffy says they just stopped getting along. But she also blames herself, and you can tell that's what she really thinks happened. She explained, you know, she wasn't any help. She was slaying. She was always in a lot of trouble. Um, and you know what? That might have had something to do with it. I'm not going to lie. It breaks my heart. Uh, Willow also shares about her parents' marriage. We just say... Uh, she says, they don't bicker, they just sort of glare. So, we don't have any examples of healthy marriages in this universe so far. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of one. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I mean, granted, no, we haven't met not... that many parents, but... Yeah, that's true. Uh, now we're looking at the beautiful face of Cordelia Chase. She's touching up her makeup in her little pocket mirror. When some bozo stands in her light. And then Xander chimes in. He's like, Wendell, what's wrong with you? This guy's name is Wendell. And she just tells him <laughs> to get out of her light, too. So, you know, Cordy going to be Cordy. And then our three Scoobies are reunited uh, in this classroom. And the bozo who was blocking Cordy's light, uh, they all four of them briefly discuss why Cordy is such a diva. I think Willow asks, mm. why is she so Evita-like? And Buffy suggests it's the hair. Willow responds, uh, it weighs heavy on the cerebral cortex. Good one, Willow. <laughs> Fucking got her. Xander asks, hey, was there any homework? Uh, Willow says, active listening. Apparently they're in health class and yada, yada, yada. The teacher's hot. Xander was just looking at her boobs. That's not important. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't remember the lesson except when Buffy tells him what she was wearing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and now can we just pause for like... Yeah one second and talk about what Buffy is wearing. Yes, completely please. completely glossed over that. I'm sorry. In the first scene. <laughs> okay, one. Also, I gotta close my window. There's an overly cheery bird. I Hold hear on. that bird. It looks happy. I mean, it sounds happy. Like, Get it out of here. Glad you're enjoying your life, bird, but this is <laughs> the podcast. Time to get serious. Okay, let's talk about Buffy's look for a second. One, yeah. she's wearing a bumpet or she's like, shut up. up the back she of her really? hair. So it looks like yeah, there's like a side shot of her when her hair's like a she's like a cone in the back. Oh my god, I didn't even notice. Remember we were talking about when <laughs> Buffy's gonna wear a bumpet. Well, she's got one. Oh it finally were happened. they around in the nineties or did that come about later? I couldn't tell you. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, bump it. She's got an ultra feminine look, which I'm all about. I love I love a feminine look and I love a feminine Buffy. <laughs> She's wearing, like, a violet-purple three-quarter-length V-neck top, and I can't tell if she's wearing a skirt or pants, but they're kind of, like, pink and florally, and she's got a cute little choker on, and not one, but two of those, like, I don't know how to describe them. They're, like, gel rings, but, but they're light up, so it's, like, encasing different lights. I saw them flickering in the first scene. Oh, yeah. She's wearing two of those bad boys. She's got white painted nails with, um, 
what do you call them? Fake nails. They're kind of pointy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think she looks great. I didn't one even, of my favorite Buffy looks so far. Did, I didn't even notice any of this shit. I was not even paying attention. Oh, my God. Talk about acting. Oh, my listening. God. As soon as Sarah Michelle Gellar walks into a scene, I'm like, what is yeah. she wearing head to toe? Definitely wearing a bump it or at least has some teased hair in the back there. Looks great. Definitely. And also, I, I noticed what the teacher was wearing because, you know, Xander was like staring at this lady's boobs and she is you know she's an attractive teacher she's no what's what's who was the other one miss calendar no oh well yeah miss calendar miss french French, yeah but there's no miss french yeah she's wearing like a leopard print skirt and a white sweater i don't know forgettable sorry that was mean i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) she's teaching about i don't know fundamental needs uh, and Buffy is not even paying attention. She's like playing with her pencil and then it drops. And as she's going to pick it up, she sees a little boy in a white t-shirt in the doorway. He's much too, well, he's too young to be a high school student. He's probably not much younger than high school though. Yeah, Very but strange. what's he doing here? Yes, strange indeed. He's just standing in the hall in like the doorway. And then not one moment later, our new friend Wendell opens his book to find it full of tarantulas. He's screaming, screaming. And then the little boy just says, sorry about that. <laughs> and oh, then, no. Yeah. And now we have the uh, intro credits. This intro is. Credits. I'm I skipping know. these at this point. I don't watch these anymore. No. I actually did watch this one because uh, the bubbling cauldron makes a fun little bubbling sound. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever uh perfect so i'm interested i've read the summary i know this is about people's nightmares and i i want to know so bad what people's nightmares are our gang okay so wendell wendell's scared of spiders we know that yeah tarantulas specifically there were so many of them are you scared of spiders um i don't love them but i'm not scared of them i'll just kind of like put them outside if i see them even if there was like 20 tarantulas crawling on you? I actually don't think I would mind tarantulas because they're kind of like cute and fuzzy and they have like really cute little feet. But if they were smaller, less fuzzy spiders, I would think about that. No, I wouldn't like that. Uh, I'd be more scared of scorpions though. I was going to ask you at the end what your fear Oh, well, let's, be, yeah, let's hold off that. What your nightmare would be. Okay, I'll okay, have to so think about that. On that. Okay. I know mine right off the bat. Let's keep going. Okay, I'll try and think about it as I'm talking. I know you're afraid of something, and it's me being more beautiful than you. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Hannah! That would never happen. (laughs) Real corny vibes. As if. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) I love it because we're both sitting here in our pajamas. I know. Unkept hair <laughs> i've never been more frumpy uh yeah when we both just admit oh, I have. <laughs> yeah no i have i mean my hair is at least tangle free right now or at least i think it is <laughs> good job thank you <laughs> it's a problem all right the okay, master's we're, lair. we're just past the intro credits <laughs> yeah the master's lair uh the master's talking to the anointed one about the most powerful force in the human world fear and man this guy can really talk i'm like what's what are we getting at here come on get to the point he asked i don't him, know do you think he just stands there lecturing the the anointed one about different things i mean day, obviously he day? does i mean they can't go anywhere yeah he's got nothing else to do neither of them do apparently 
<laughs> Did we ever decide if the anointed one or if he can leave the little bubble? I'm going to say no. We don't know. What? Yeah, no, we haven't confirmed we or denied that. He hasn't gone anywhere. Do you think he misses being alive? I really wish I was still a little boy and not just stuck here with this old creepy guy. Uh, he seems pretty content, honestly. I don't know, because the first time we saw him, he was like, oh, we're on an airplane. <laughs> and he had just gone on this fabulous trip to Rochester or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know where he just came from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's happening in the Masters uh, there? Nothing. Uh, he asked the boy when he was mortal, what did he fear? So that is confirming that the Anointed One is not mortal. And he's probably a vampire. Okay. I don't even know if we ever confirmed that, but it, there it is. The master is, he's really on it. He's talking about how fear, like pain, is all in the mind and it can be controlled as he's like burning his hand on a cross, Ooh. controlling that pain. Uh, it's, oh, they both talk about how they can feel something happening up above and they're pretty stoked about it. So clearly they're referring to the uh, nightmare situation that's brewing. Okay. Do you think they're causing that or do you think they just kind of can sense it? Yeah, I think they can just sense it. It doesn't seem like they're... Interesting. Yeah. So, next day, uh, Joyce has driven Buffy to school. I wonder if she always drives Buffy. If so, that's very nice of her. But it seems like... That's very nice. Yeah, Sunnydale seems small enough. Buffy could probably just walk, but... Well, it's overcast. Maybe Joyce thinks it's going to rain or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a sunny day in Sunnydale. (laughs) They're in Joyce's car, and Buffy says she didn't sleep well. And Joyce says, yeah, she checked on... Joyce says she checked in on her twice and she was screaming both times. Oh my. Uh, They talk about how Buffy is afraid her dad won't show. And Joyce is a very good co-parent. She says, no, he'll show. He adores you. Not as much as I adore you, though. She still wants to be the better parent. She still has custody, so she is the better parent. Buffy. Yeah, I'm really keen to know more about their relationship. I know. Her dad's relationship. And also how far away is L.A.? We'll never know. Buffy walks into school and is accosted by Willow and Xander, because apparently Willow is still wigged out about the spiders. Uh, what do they need all those legs for anyway? And she wants to know if Buffy talked to Giles about it. Uh, Xander brings up he's not afraid of spiders, but he is afraid of Nazis. And this is like the fourth Nazi reference they've made in ten episodes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Xander's pretty blasé about it, and he just blames it on living on the Hellmouth. And he's like, he's like, you'll kill them, big bad. And they walk into the library, and Giles Giles appears, and he is actually looking a little wigged out himself. He says he didn't find out anything about the spiders, and he just suggests to talk to Wendell himself. So they do. They find Wendell in the courtyard. They want to talk to him about what happened the day before, and Wendell is a little on edge. He's very defensive about spiders being arachnids, not insects, for one. And he also admits that this has happened to him before. And that he loves spiders, but they hate him. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Cordy casually walks by wearing an adorable outfit. Are you clocking this? Oh my god, yes. Tell me about it. Oh my god, she's got like a cute little lacy scarf around her neck. She's got kind of a long sleeve black top that she's got leaves rolled up. It's floral. I don't know. It's got something rosy on it. She's wearing a fluffy black scrunchie in her hair. And she's got pink pants on. Another pink cardigan pulled around her waist. She looks fly. Yeah. She looks like she should be wearing a poodle skirt. 
got oh, that vibe. Yeah. yeah, she should. She uh, she shows up just to ask Buffy if she studied for the history test next period, and Buffy's like, "Fuck, I didn't study." And she jets off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she jets off in a panic to cram for the test. It's in like five minutes. Uh, Willow and Xander continue yeah. their interrogation of Wendell, and he tells them about his legendary collection he used to have of spiders. And then he got sent off to wilderness camp and his brother accidentally left their heat. Well, we don't know if it's accidentally, but he left their heat lamp on for a week. And when he came home, they were all dead. And that's when his nightmare started. The nightmares he describes is exactly the scene we saw yesterday. Uh, He's in class. He gets called on to read. He opens his book and then it's just full of spiders. Oh my God. I know. Animal abuse is my nightmare too. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. Like, what? what is the nightmare here? Because he's not afraid of spiders. He's... I think he thinks that, like, the spiders... Oh, they're mad. ...blame him for poor treatment, but probably his brother just left the heat lamp on and, like, forgot about it. Oh. I don't think there's any malice in this. I think he's just really blaming himself because he had this... Yeah. He had all these pets and they died. Oh, yeah, that would be sad. Well, we skip to Buffy sort of, like, looking around the hallway, and Cordy's about to walk into a classroom when she says, you don't even know where class is, do you? You've cut class just about every time we've had it. That's a lot of class cutting. It's like 10 weeks of class cutting. No, this is like April. This is the whole, I guess, class restarting. Yeah, remember she just transferred there, right? I need to work out my Sunnydale timeline. Yeah, we... I know, but she, it's weird she doesn't know where the class is. It's weird she doesn't know there's a test. Uh, yeah, and it's weird that Cordelia is just flying through this history yeah. test like it's no problem. Yeah, because I doubt she's that smart. I mean, she could be. I don't know. She seems secretly smart, but Buffy's freaking out because she is completely unprepared for the test. And so we skip forward a little bit, and she's sitting down to take the test, and everyone's kind of doing it. And we see Buffy's looking around in a panic. Her pencil breaks. Time sort of skips forward. The teacher's giving her a stern look. And then the bell rings and time is up. And this is like a super classic nightmare scenario. So, oh my god. Yeah. Like, obviously this is Buffy's nightmare. Because also that damn little bully is back. So he seems like a indicator. Nightmare time. What do you think he's doing? Just showing up? Looking at people as they're having misfortunes? Yeah, I don't know. But we no, no. follow him. It's a mystery. We follow him down the hallway and as he is walking he witnesses two girls having a conversation about nothing and one of the girls excuses herself to (laughs) go smoke a cig in the janitor's closet is that the janitor's closet i think i just assumed it was no it's basement access which really isn't locked maintenance and authorized personnel only yeah we should lock that shit especially since (laughs) it just leads to a dark hallway (laughs) i mean a dark stairway so i don't know how she didn't just fall creepy basement We didn't know yeah, there there's stairs. like tools about there's a there's some furnaces like this is not dangerous this is not a safe place for a student no definitely should be smoking cigarettes down there no so we follow her down these steps into this dark room and we get the point of view of someone or something kind of looking around at her as she starts to light a cigarette and it's this large looming figure he's a big old boy and he Ooh. kind of reveals his face that what does this look like to you? It's like half burned, I think. He looks like a burn victim. Like half his face has been melted on one side. Yeah. He's bald. He's wearing a trench coat. Yeah, all black. And he Classic looks villain. scary. 
and he just says lucky number 19 and then he just starts beating her and she's screaming and then the camera just pans to a sign that says smoking kills but i didn't even <laughs> understand that i missed the irony of that that's hilarious um, yeah so she's so she's getting beaten up by this ugly mofo and in the next scene Buffy and Giles arrive at the hospital with some flowers and they're coming to speak with this girl, Laura. We learned her name. She doesn't look terrible, but she's in the hospital, obviously. She's got a bandage across her forehead. There's like some cuts and bruises around her face. And they're like, oh, you know, sorry to disturb you. And she says, no, I really don't want to be left alone. So Buffy asks her what happened. Laura, you know, without any prompting that these this random student and the librarian in her room she's just like yeah I went into the basement I went for a smoke and there was someone there uh, I've never seen anyone I've never seen anything like it Buffy's like hmm that's that's weird so she asks Laura to describe it but kind of is beyond words can't because she's so scared and upset and Buffy says that's okay you know you can always come to us and talk about it if even if it's weird uh Kind of implying that it could be something supernatural. Uh, so the nurse comes in, tells Buffy and Giles that Laura needs to rest. Um, yeah, get out and of here. The actress who plays this nurse, this must be like her first acting job ever, because she just like. Why? Why do you think that? Oh, she just—I don't know. She comes into the scene. She needs a rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she like <laughs> they're having this serious conversation, and she comes into the scene and like mid sentence from someone, she's like, "Hi, Laura." <laughs> and then yeah she's like she needs her rest just yeah learn some tact <laughs> yeah there's beatrice I don't she's know no smg exactly so before buffy and giles leave the room laura says hey uh lucky 19 the guy who attacked me said lucky 19 that's weird right and i don't know they don't make anything of it and then next scene they're talking to the doctor Despite not being family, there's two people that showed up to the yeah. hospital. To <laughs> yeah, he talk shouldn't to be this sharing girl. information. I don't know. Maybe he was just walking by and he's like, "Oh, that's my patient, Laura. Would you like to have a conversation about her?" <laughs> so they're talking to the doctor, and he's like, "Oh, you know, she'll recover. A couple of shattered bones, internal bleeding. She got off pretty easy. She's fine. She's fine. So she didn't look that bad, but she's got some shattered bones. That's real bad." So they're passing the window of another patient's room, and he says, so the first victim is still in a coma. They found him a week ago, and it's the same MO, except he's in worse shape. And so they see kind of a, I don't know, a man or a boy in a, a hospital bed. Apparently there's two victims of this Lucky 19 guy. So we're back at Sunnydale High. It's apparently the, still the same day. Uh, they're all wearing the clothes, and we camera pans kind of past a group of greasy-haired, leather-clad greasers who are, I don't know what they're doing, they're bullshit. We've never seen these guys before, but they're saying something like, one guy's saying something like, oh, I'm not afraid of him, I'm not backing down, this is about honor. <laughs> but if I know anything about Buffy, it's that every conversation is relevant to the plot. That's right. <laughs> so Xander and Willow... Uh, cut to them we're chatting about the Wendell and the Laura situation and I think Willow is saying like it's weird that Wendell had this dream and then the exact same thing happened to him and I don't know if you noticed but when she opens her locker 
along with the picture of her and Giles that we've discussed before, there's a Nerf Herder sticker, which is my favorite Star Wars insult slash band. It's also in Star slash Wars. Reddit username. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> hey, don't dox yourself, bro. <laughs> no one will find me. I'm going to edit that out. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, she's got a Nerf Herder sticker, and I love that. It's for many reasons. It's just... It's, 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 what was that? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. The train's gone. I left the station and I'm standing there clutching my bag. Like, Ooh. How am I going to visit Grandma now? <laughs> what the fuck? So, Xander... <laughs> so Xander and Willow and their conversation, they head into unknown class. Wait. You totally missed a part of it. Yeah, I missed a part of it. Hold on. Okay. Let's go back. Okay. Mm. What a disaster. Sorry, I've just got, I've written so many notes, I can't even find where I am. Okay, so Willow shuts her locker. Just then, the main greaser boy's mom shows up in, like, a garishly colored blazer, chunky earrings, and she sings, like, where, there's my little baby. How's my little pokey? And she's embarrassing the heck out of him. He's like, Mom, what are you doing? So that's his worst He's nightmare. super duper embarrassed. Yeah, I guess so. This greaser kid. Yeah. <laughs> Comes into school and says, hey, a little bit annoyingly. Oh, well. Xander and Willow walk into, I think, history class or something. And everyone starts laughing at him. And Willow turns around to see what the deal is, and she sees that he's wearing nothing but his boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. She says, what happened to your clothes? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is, this is a dream. It's got to be a dream. And he starts pinching himself to wake himself up. It's real. He runs out of class with Willow in pursuit. Also, hubba hubba. Xander's not bad looking. I mean, I don't want to say it just because of how he demeans has demeaned women in every single episode. I but know it. Hubba hubba. Yeah. He's he's packing. Yeah. How many push-ups do you think he did before that scene? I bet he can only do three in a row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's looking pretty swole. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Nicholas Brennan can do a lot of push-ups, but Xander Harris cannot. Okay. Buffy catches up with Giles library and he's hunched over a stack of newspapers and he looks distressed uh, Buffy asks if he's found anything and he says I, ooh, I'm not sure I don't know uh, I'm kind of having a problem and she's like huh what's going on and he says um well I can't read and she says well what do you mean you could read like three languages what's the deal and he throws a newspaper down in frustration and kind of walks off to the uh, the other side of the room. Well, he also um, says, I can read five languages, actually. <laughs> Not a day. <laughs> what languages do you think Giles can read? Probably, like, Latin. Yeah, Sumerian. Sumerian. We got English. And he's Definitely. probably, like, French and Italian. Maybe Spanish. I'm going to say Germanic, because I feel like mm. more spell books would be written in Germanic than That's Italian. True. I was just thinking that he's English, so he's got that European education. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like Giles knows more than five languages. And I just think so, too. To be yeah, maybe he's... Super about it? Yeah, I guess. It's 
Well, and his head is like, oh, it's nine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's just being modest. Okay, so Giles can't read. Which must be his nightmare. Yeah. I see that. So he throws this paper down in frustration, and Buffy picks up that same paper, looks at it, and mentions that the photo on the front cover is the kid that she's been seeing around school. She's reading, 12-year-old Billy Palmer was found beaten and unconscious after his Little League game. Doctors say that he's in a coma in intensive care, and bing buffy has a light bulb moment she says this is the boy from the hospital this is the first victim and giles is confused like oh you've seen this kid around school well he's been in a coma for the last week how's that possible um and then she's like i don't know you tell me you're the smart (laughs) you're a smart guy you're you're smart advance in this relationship Giles goes on to describe astral projection, which I've heard of, but I don't really know how it works. Um, he explains that while someone sleeps, they can in- inhabit another body that could travel through space and time. Maybe it's like a metaphorical body or unclear. And Buffy asks if she's been seeing Billy's asteroid body, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. And Giles corrects her, like, astral body. Did you ever watch Charmed? I think I watched one episode. Oh, okay, once. one of their charmed. their powers was a astral projection. Really? Yeah, all of them. That's how I learned. No, uh, one of their powers. So one witch had that power. How did it work exactly? Could she just uh, do it at will? Was it unconscious while I, she was unconscious? Well, she had to learn how to control it, and I think mm. this was Shannon Doherty. Um, I th- wait, I think. Because she could also... Shannon Doherty could move stuff with her mind. So, yeah, I think so. Like, telekinesis and astral projection. Uh, yeah, I think... I, dude, I don't remember. I haven't seen that show in so long. But I think at some point she could control it. And then she died. Mm. Sorry to spoil that for you. I would you. love to... Oh, that's okay. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe if we have another lockdown. Ooh, another lockdown show. Can't wait. We should do a podcast on that. Probably. We're going to do so much Buffy watching if we're in lockdown. Like an episode a day. Oh my god. We're going to be recording every day. (laughs) No, we're going to be pros by then. Okay. Where were we? Mm. I would actually love to astral project while I'm sleeping. Like do some stuff while my body is resting. Like wouldn't it be great to go to the gym while you're asleep? Well, I mean that doesn't count because your body's not going to the gym. You got to do stuff with your brain. asteroid body is yeah but does okay, that count? i could do like i could do work stuff I could yeah all oh, yeah yeah but then how the are you stuff. how is your brain rested aren't you gonna get dementia super quick I, probably because that's a problem for awake hannah <laughs> this is a sleep awake. hannah <laughs> <laughs> wow what an asshole <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> Okay, so Buffy has been seeing this little boy, the boy they saw at the hospital, coma victim boy at school in his asteroid body. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just then, Buffy notices the number on Billy's baseball jersey is 19. Mm, Lucky she's 19. so smart. So observant. She's so smart. And just then, who walked into the library? But Buffy's dad. He comes sashaying in uh, and saying, 
I need to talk to you for a moment in private, Buffy. And so Buffy quickly introduces Giles to Hank Summers. So Joyce and Hank Summers. Hmm. About his parents. I know, Joyce can do better than that. What do you think about this guy? Thoughts? Yeah, we he's don't know anything about him. him. He's He's got a dopey haircut. He's got a dopey haircut. But He looks average. Yeah, but he's like tall. Not as average as oatmeal. No, he's, yeah, no, he's no oatmeal. Uh, but he's like, you know, pretty tall and he's got a good build. Something in there produced goddess genes of yeah. Buffy Summers. There's something in I'm there. I'm not really sure how. I think that's mostly Joyce. <laughs> Maybe he's like good looking on the bottom half. We're just not yeah. seeing that in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom half, yes. <laughs> Traditionally the most attractive part of a man. <laughs> So, Buffy and Hank Summers head out to a park. They're not on school campus anymore. Um, I'm not sure where they are. But they kind of, well, I don't think they're students. I see a few backpacks. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Somewhere neutral. Hank starts telling her, like, uh, I came a bit early because I actually wanted to tell you something about how your mother and I split up. One, red flags. That's not how you start a conversation. What? Two, he sits her down and says, I know we always told you it was because we said we'd grown too far apart. But he says, actually, the reason your mother and I got divorced was uh, because we had you, Buffy. And we had to raise you and see you every day. And she's like, what? Oh, my God. She gets these big tears in her eyes. Well, hold on. It gets worse. Yeah. He says, I can't believe you didn't even sit right in front of your face. I'm not surprised because all you think is, is yourself. And her Buffy is mortified. She's staring at him on the brink of tears. And he goes on, says, you're always in trouble. You know, you're sullen and rude and you're not nearly as bright as I thought you would be. Oh, God. Like, could you stand living in a house with a daughter like that? And he looks her straight in the face, just you know, completely neutral expression, and she starts crying. This is the worst thing anyone has ever said to her. Yeah. Her voice goes all soft and shaky, and then it gets worse. He says, I can't, you know, it's immature of you to cry when I'm just trying to be honest. Oh, my God. To tell you the truth, I'm not even getting anything out of these weekends with you. (gasps) Why don't we just not do this anymore? What a monster. The tears start coming. Yeah. This is the true nightmare. This is awful. Buffy, like, people said some mean stuff in this show, but this is the meanest. This is the worst. Season one, this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen in this whole show, I'm sure of it. Her little heart makes my heart break. I don't know. I just, the way he, like, looks at her eyes, and he's he's just so... He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. Um, So she's speechless, and he kind of just pats her on the knee and walks off. So she's trying to hold back tears as she's watching him walk away. And just then, she sees the little boy who is also looking very sad. Like he's overheard this conversation. I think I like the little boy because he reminds me of like young Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Kind of the hair and the, yeah. like the sweet expression. I get that vibe. So next scene, Xander and Willow show up in the library to ask Giles where Buffy is. And Willow reveals that... Xander turned up in class, not wearing much of anything, 
And Willow's kind of laughing while she's telling Giles, like, it was really... And she catches Xander looking at her. She changes her phrasing to bad. It was a bad thing. Because <laughs> I think she thought it was hilarious, and I think also Willow liked it. Uh, I mean, she definitely liked it, yeah. How many push-ups do you think Willow can do? Uh, None. Look Probably at that. At least ten. She's a twig. Yeah, she can't do any push-ups. <laughs> I bet she could do some knee push-ups, like me. Yeah, she's a cardio girl. <laughs> so... Xander says, nudity, it was a total nightmare. So Willow has a light bulb moment, and she realizes that being semi-nude in class was Xander's nightmare, just like it was Wendell's nightmare. And then Giles pipes up that he dreamt that he got lost in the stacks, and he couldn't read. I guess that would be a librarian's nightmare. Yeah, and a water So they're like, yeah, true. Like, fuck, our dreams are coming true. (laughs) And I don't know why Giles makes the connection, but he says, well, it's because of Billy, the boy in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Giles guesses that Billy has come out of whatever nightmare realm he's trapped in. And Xander adds that, I guess, well, he's brought the nightmare world with him. Fuck. <laughs> Willow wonders, like, how could this happen? Giles says, well, these things are easier when it when you live on a hellmouth. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a plausible explanation, but it's just... The yeah. Explanation. Uh, Hellmouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we got to stop it sooner. Everyone in Sunnydale is going to be facing their worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. Cut to cord. Oh my god! Best. <laughs> one of the two best scenes in the whole episode. She wasn't in this episode very long, but I felt like she really ruled it. Oh God. So. She- <laughs> So she opens her locker. She's got mirrors everywhere, by the way. She's got a mirror in her locker. It's framed with sparkly shit and some <laughs> some red hearts. She's looking extremely frizzy. Her hair is out of control. So she starts, she sees her reflection, starts hyperventilating, and immediately starts brushing her hair like, oh, this can't happen. I just went to the salon. And the comb <laughs> breaks in her hair. So this is Cordelia's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, her hair's frizzy as fuck. Did you also notice... That the barrettes that she has in her hair have little duckies on them. Which is what <gasps> Willow was wearing. Was that last episode? Oh my god. Right? Wasn't she wearing those? She's a nerd. <laughs> her worst nightmare is becoming Willow. Oh my god. Okay. So then we see Buffy walking outside. I think she's like on her way. I think she's on campus. And she's thinking about the conversation with her dad when she spots little boy Billy. She follows him, and he approaches. Sorry, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you, because she's wearing a powder blue leather jacket, and I just love Buffy in powder blue. Have I said this already? Because I do. It's perfect for her. She looks great, because she always has, like, powder blue nails or silver nails to back it up with some silver eyeshadow. Yeah, it's her best color, I think. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I tried I'm to sorry. pull that off in the early 2000s, and it was not my best color. No? Mm, I don't believe that. No. No, no, no. No. I'm a summer, not a winter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I, I keep either. saying it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great jacket. I would wear that if I had it, but it wouldn't look good on me. No one could pull that off except her. Okay, so she's walking outside. She spots Billy going into the gymnasium, and she follows him. She gets inside and she sees him seated at the bleachers and she says why are you here did something happen to you after your game and sweet jonathan taylor thomas <laughs> billy doesn't remember and she asks he's lucky 19 and billy responds that's what he calls me the ugly man 
he wants to kill me. And then Billy starts getting like suddenly hysterical and shouts that the ugly man is here. And we cut to a horrendous, ugly face, a horrendous, ugly growl. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) and then we get this comically fake, like bonk sound on the camera lens (laughs) from this club that he's holding. And, we cut to commercial. <laughs> uh, it looks like Billy's wearing a bumpet, too. The back of his hair is, like, pointed. <laughs> if you could see oh a silhouette. God. I see it. I don't know how to describe it. He's Ugh, got the hair. He it's like a, a Karen haircut in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, a different he's haircut. A cute, little, a cute little boy. He doesn't deserve this. I know. What, the haircut? He's got cute hair up front. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, being put in a coma by an ugly man. Yeah, well, we do we know how he got put in a coma? Not exactly. Okay. We just know that this ugly man, I think, has something to do with it. Mm. Cut back from commercial. It's very quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's very quick when you're um, torrenting videos. Not me. I actually have to sit through it? commercials. Really? Yeah, I just try and talk through them. So you can't even tell, right? I would like to, I would like you to be telling me what they're about because I googled some commercials from 1999 1997 and the funniest one I found was like a Gilbert Gottfried Frosted Cheerios <laughs> commercial. Well, Here I have it on YouTube. Do you want me to play it? Sure. Here we go. Import the audio. I don't hear anything. <laughs> it's totally silent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah didn't hear anything what (laughs) it was totally just silent (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) did you did you just put the mic up to your computer (laughs) even though you're wearing headphones (laughs) are you a millennial I'm not cutting that out. I only work with computers, but I'm bad at them. Where were Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I wish you'd heard that. I'm going to just paste that sound clip into the into the video because it's awful. Okay. Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried talking about frosted cheerios. I forgot I'm on headphones. And <laughs> so disappointed in myself. <laughs> so loud. Okay, we cut back for commercial. Okay. I would like you to be t- be putting some of those in, please. <clears throat> what a time capsule. I don't have the 1997 commercials, by the way. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, no, I'm watching on Hulu. It's just today's commercials. God damn it. What are they advertising today? Uh, Gardasil? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what I watched. <laughs> Cut back from commercial. We've left hysterical Billy, and the ugly man is here. Um, so the ugly man attacks Buffy with a somewhat less lame club that I now see is attached to his arm. His arm is just like a log. Yeah, it's a, yeah his arm is a log from about the elbow down. Okay. I don't know what that's about. Okay, so he catches Buffy on guard. Off guard. Not on guard. He's not fencing. Um, Off guard. He smacks her in the face, (laughs) knocking her to the ground. And we can see that this club of his is very heavy. Buffy takes advantage and kicks him straight in the face. Once, twice. 
Uh, and then he swings his arm again and catches her across the back. And I'm super-duper worried about her spine as she goes keen forward across the bleacher seating. And then she tries to stand up frantic, like, this guy's really got a club for an arm. Mm -hmm. And he catches her on the leg and throws her again to the ground. So she sees Billy run outside um, of the opposite door that they came in, and she follows him. And just as she leave, and she's leaving the gym, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a poster, the Sunnydale Razorbacks logo. It reminds me of Herbert the Pig. Oh man, R.I.P. Herbie. So Buffy runs out the door, and the ugly man follows. And she manages to jam the door with like a lacrosse stick that she found. No, it's I'm, field I'm hockey. Not sure what it is. Field hockey? Yeah. Yeah, kind of looks like a cane. Anyway, there was one conveniently outside the yeah. door when she <laughs> conveniently needed it. So she slowed him down, and she asks Billy frantically who the man is, and she tells Billy that he's too strong. I have to go find my friends so they can help us. And Billy tells her, no, 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 we have to hide. That's how it happens. We hide, and then he comes, which is terrifying. Yeah. So Giles, Willow, and Xander realize hurry and find Buffy because obviously if she's having nightmares like that's going to be some fucked up shit oh yeah to what the rest of us are experiencing oh yeah good call and just then in the hallway Willow spots Cordelia <laughs> living out the rest of her nightmare incredible <laughs> Cordelia's <laughs> Cordelia's being hauled away by two nerds on either side you know they both got sweaters sweater vests on dorky glasses yeah plaid pants and she herself is wearing a long skirt with a belt around the waist yeah. like a blouse with a bow her frilly hair and her little duck barrette a little homely cordy she's saying no please i'm not even in the jazz club <laughs> <She's so laughs> don't <bad> take me <laughs> and then willow arrives at the basement door the school yeah the one we someone... already saw earlier right yeah, the one we decided should be off limits to students. Yep, we'll still on unlocked. So she hears someone call her name, and Willow opens the door to the basement, heads straight down the stairs, and she starts telling herself that she's not afraid. Similarly, Xander is walking around looking for Buffy, and he enters a corridor that's, I don't know, he walks in the door, there's some swastikas spray-painted on the Nazi wall. Nazi stuff. Yeah, they love the Nazi stuff in this show. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say the hallway is kind of like ruined or under construction. Mm -hmm. There's like plastic sheeting hanging off the walls. There's a door off the hinges, debris all over the floor. And suddenly Xander spots a payday candy bar and says, oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. this is my lucky day. And just down the hallway, yeah, he spots that? a Hershey bar. <laughs> I don't know. I would be suspicious. Of yeah. He's like, he's supposed to be looking for Bobby, but he's just marching on candy bars. That he just found on the ground. Okay, so Xander is walking down the hallway collecting candy bars. And then we cut to Buffy and Billy. And they walked through a doorway to, I don't know, the outside. And Buffy says, dang, I was sure this led to the library. Which means I think she's probably in a nightmare now because she's getting lost. Just like Giles and Xander have been getting lost. But then they spot some baseball players. And Billy says that when they lose, it's bad. And it's his fault they lost the game last week. Billy doesn't really go into any specifics. But he says, 
he said it's my fault. And Buffy says, well, did he hurt you after the game? You know, there's more players on the team. It wasn't just your fault. And just then, they spot the ugly man. Um, yeah, the ugly man, he comes. And he just, like, smacks someone out. And then he starts coming towards them. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, smack. <laughs> Knocked a student yeah. out. Oh, my God. With his log yeah, of the no hand. scruples. Yeah. Yeah, and then he starts lumbering towards them. And Buffy and Billy gotta they like go through a door or a hedge or something and they just find themselves suddenly traveled to the graveyard and it's nighttime they're in a completely different time and space and then now we're with willow she's living her nightmare now she's dressed in a kimono and looks kind of like a i guess a geisha and so someone is like getting her ready to go on stage and he tells her i hope you're warmed up because it's an ugly crowd out there and she's supposed to go on stage and sing and he kind of pushes her on there and she looks terrified <laughs> and her singing partner oh. starts singing opera and when it's her turn she's just frozen with fear and he looks at her expectantly but she can't perform it's like in italian and <laughs> she kind of just lets out a little squeak and then he just looks at her disappointedly <laughs> and she's like i can't <laughs> So now we rejoin Xander, and he's still following that friggin' candy trail. He finds a chocolate hurricane. We hear some sort of manic giggling getting louder behind him, and Xander remembers, Oh, I love chocolate hurricanes. Last time I had these, was that my sixth birthday? And he slowly remembers what happened at his sixth birthday, which I guess there was a scary-ass clown who pulled a knife on him, because that is what's currently chasing him. So that's his fear, clowns. Scary clowns, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and now we're back at the graveyard with Buffy and Billy, and they're looking at an open grave. Billy wonders who died, and then suddenly the master's there. He shows up to tell them, nobody died. What's the fun of burying someone if they're already dead? He's free! Oh my god! Do you think he's really free, or is this just, like, a Buffy's nightmare situation? I sure hope it's Buffy's nightmare situation. Yeah, or is it one and the same? I love that we get a second shot of Master's impeccable manicure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks nice. He also is... <laughs> like looking at Billy and Buffy. <laughs> he's got, like, this very clean trench coat on. Looks good. Oh, he's got a belt on over his trench coat, too. I don't good know look. if you noticed. I, I saw that in the first scene, but he's wearing, like, a sparkly black shirt under the coat, and you can just oh. see it about the sleeves. Oh, I, I can't... Yeah, I didn't notice that. Flash. That's fun. <laughs> Well, he's very stylish, so he's getting ready for his debut, you can tell. <laughs> well, he's got nothing else to do. He's so, down there doing online shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so he's free, and he's free because Buffy is afraid, because Buffy fears it. Buffy ke- keeps telling herself, this is a dream, this is a dream. And the master says, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And then he kind of drops her, he grabs her by the neck and then drops her into the open grave, which has a <laughs> casket and so she falls into the casket, it snaps shut, and then he just starts, like, throwing dirt on her as she's screaming and screaming. Anecdote, did you know that Sarah Michelle Gellar has a similar phobia? Uh, she is actually oh terrified of cemeteries and being buried alive. I bet anyone would be terrified of being buried alive if that was, was what was happening to them. Yeah, well, that moment. she says that's, like, a particular fear of hers. 
And she told a producer, like, look, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And then I'm just reading a quote from her. It says, through miscommunication, the message never got relayed. And it was four in the morning. And they basically made me do it. And I was hysterical. It was one of the hardest things oh I've my ever God. done in my job ever. I cried the whole way home. It was horrible. Says, it's really hard to be a vampire slayer if you're scared of cemeteries. Ain't that the truth, girl? That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Tough stuff. I think she just arrived on set and they're like, all right, it's time for the burial scene. And she's like, what? I told you guys I wasn't yeah, going to do like, this. Yeah, she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> so we go back to Willow. She's and- getting buried alive. And it's awful. I know. Uh, yeah, that is, I mean, okay, we're not talking about our worst fears yet. But here's another garter sale ad, but I'll just continue. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at Willow's Nightmare, and the audience is booing something fierce. And she runs off the stage, and Xander catches up with her. So they found each other, so that's good. But the killer clown is close behind, and they find Giles, too. So now the three of them are back together, and suddenly they're trying to run away, and then Xander finds some courage, and he punches out the clown. He conquered his fear. Huh? I know. Xander was the one to do it. So Giles says. I love it because he's running and he's just like, oh, part of those. (laughs) He just turns around and decks the guy. Giles (laughs) says uh, that they need to find Buffy because this whole place is going to be nightmare soon. They look outside. They sort of see the cemetery like hovering across the street. It's been like (laughs) just copy pasted there. Uh, And they also it's like nighttime there when it's daytime everywhere else so looks a little out of place so oh yeah uh so they go to the cemetery and they enter it and xander asks uh whose nightmare is this anyway and then they see buffy's gravestone and giles says it's mine well his worst nightmare is that buffy died well i guess that he failed and side note that buffy was born in 1981 i was just gonna say yeah 1981 she's a millennial an elder millennial right on the edge there <laughs> geriatric millennial yeah so he kind of touches a hand onto the fresh dirt and he's like no buffy and then he is met with another hand grabbing him from inside the dirt <laughs> yeah it's buffy and she crawls out of her own grave which is horrifying and oh my god she's a vampire <sighs> oh my god and jazz is like contacts and everything yeah I absolutely don't remember this. <laughs> I was like, oh, Buffy's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, and then Oz was like, oh, I didn't know this was your worst nightmare. He's like, you need to keep it together. We just need to go wake up Billy and things go back to normal. Can you keep it together? She's like, yeah, but let's make it quick because I'm getting hungry. They find Billy in his usual hangout spot, uh, the hospital, and we see all the doctors, nurses, and patients succumbing to their nightmares which is terrifying. It's just like people... It's mayhem over yeah, there. People just like running around. The doctor they talked to earlier, he's like, my hands, and he can't move them, and they're just frozen, so that's his worst nightmare, I guess. Giles just starts screaming at the comatose child, but Asteroid Projected Billy tells him that won't work and that they just need to hide. And then uh, the Ugly Man is outside. Ugly Man is heading their way. And Buffy, well, she's feeling a little spicy today, and she's ready to fight. She's like, I'm done with this shit. She takes off her powder blue leather jacket. She just runs and jumps. Uggos versus Uggos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffy's still vamped out. I guess she can't (laughs) not be vamped out. I don't know. I guess not. Also, Willow looks out the window, and she says, we got to make this quick. And there's, like, giant wasps or something outside. (laughs) There's hornets. Hornets? I don't know what they are. Yeah. 
so Buffy is ready to fight this guy and uh she just like runs and jumps on him he's pretty strong though and he just has he's got that log for an arm he's just like throwing it around all willy-nilly until Buffy she actually just snaps it in half (laughs) his arm you can tell when they switch between her and her stunt double because she's got way smoother hair and her yeah. stunt double's got kind of frizzy hair. Like I could tell when they threw her into the grave that it was the stunt double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have different it's hair. Just, I don't know. Sarah Michelle Gellar's doing something and she's withholding the secret from Sarah Michelle Gellar's stunt double. Well, you think the stunt double's wearing a wig? Maybe. But <laughs> maybe? It should be hard to find like a blonde stunt double. It's obvious and I'm going to look out for it in future episodes okay. because... Sarah Michelle Gellar's just got, like, smooth satin hair. I know. It only gets more smooth, too, as the seasons go on. I know. So, okay, anyway. So she's beating up the ugly man. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's got him down. Like, she snapped his little log hand, and he's just done. I, that was his power, I guess. Turns out that wasn't that hard. And Buffy tells Billy that he has to do the rest. He has to defeat his own demon. So Billy kind of just, like, reaches toward the ugly man, and he, like, peels off a mask. Or like it's like a Scooby Doo moment. Yeah, it was Mr. Jenkins all along. Exactly, and then it, there's like a light that emits from his face, and everything instantly turns back to normal. Everyone's in their normal Aww. clothes. Buffy's unvamped, and Billy's awake, and he's like, "I just had a weird dream, and you guys were all in it. Who are you people?" I also noticed that the powder blue jacket appears back on Buffy. That's she's right. Like in her fighting outfit, and then suddenly she's wearing a jacket again. Yeah, and Xander's in his uh, earlier clothes, not in the oh yeah from before the boxer scene. Willow doesn't look like a geisha anymore. I know. Yeah. And then what happened? Oh, then there Billy has a visitor, and it's his little baseball coach, and he calls Billy his lucky nineteen, and we instantly know that this is the ugly man. So this fucking asshole blamed Billy for losing the game and then, I don't know, put him in a coma? Did he, like, beat him or something? It's not really said. All along I thought it was going to be, like, a stepdad or something Totally, that was being abusive to Billy, but it was his little league coach. Yeah. So I don't know. Man loves the game, I guess. Yeah. put him. He put him in a coma because he lost the game for him, you know? Aw. Poor That's Billy resolved. looks so scared while he's in the room. I know. Ugh, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. I guess he goes to jail because they, the Scoobies have kind of reconnoitered on campus and they talk about But it's how, the same day. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Oh yeah, they're all wearing the same behind clothes. Bars, but they're all they're wearing the same outfits. That's some fast justice. Yeah, and then <laughs> Hank's there to pick up Buffy. So yeah, it is all the same day. Why'd they even go back to school? It must be, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so That's Buffy's dad. Buffy's dad shows up. She leaves, and then the last little bit of dialogue here is Willow asking Xander if he was still attracted to Buffy when she was a vampire. And he tries to deny it, but obviously he can't. And that's it. That was the end of the episode, and I loved it. Oh, no. Do you think... Okay, two questions. Do you think Willow is heartbroken that Xander likes vampire Buffy more than he likes her? And do you think that at any point in the day out with her dad, Buffy brought up Oh, hey, is there a reason that you and mom got divorced? Oh, no, first, God, or, I hope not. Like, do you, I mean, after that horrifying conversation they had earlier, do you think she needs to, like, get some of that off her chest? No, I think she, she could probably just be like, it was all fake. None of it was real. Dad loves me. I don't know. I feel yeah, like I part know. of you would be like, oh. Yeah. Cause, are there some feelings in there? Yeah, I mean, it was playing off of her fear, so. 
yep. I guess so. I hope Buffy's just like, hey, it was all a dream. Yeah, I think she was. We're going to go to a movie and get some ice cream. Yeah, dad time. I hope they have a great relationship, and I hope that he loves her very much. Me too. I look forward to his future appearances. That's it. Roll credits. Yeah. We finished another episode of Buffy. Woo, yeah. We got two episodes left of the season, and they're good ones. Fuck yeah. Fucking finally. I think I vaguely remember how it ends. I definitely remember how it ends. This is like the meat of the season. I feel like this may be my favorite episode so far. I think so, too. I mean, I also liked Angel. Just I think For different this, reasons. Yeah. Uh, this was, like, I think a lot of good character development. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to nominate Xander for Best Girl Power Moment because oh. of the way he stood up to that clown. Good job, Xander. He was running, 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 and he had a great uh, girl power moment, and mm-hmm. he was like, I'm not going to take a shit. Well, he yeah. also uh, grabbed the little league coach as he was trying to run away. And he so. also kind of remembered that he had a, he also realized that he had a problem. Yeah. Uh, because he was attracted to Vampire Buffy. Uh, Some great growth from Sander Harris truly. this episode. I would say he wasn't even cringy this episode. Maybe. I think he had a cringy line. When he was talking about his the teacher? No, there was one line when he was talking to Wendell, and Wendell was like, tarantulas aren't spiders, they're arachnids. Yeah. And Xander goes, you mean from the Middle East? Oh my god. I just <laughs> guess it was like so quick. <laughs> I just deleted that from my brain. I was like, nope. <laughs> Didn't even hear it. So he had the cringiest line and the best girl power moment. Okay, well, congratulations. And I think Cordelia really shone in this episode. Oh, so good. <laughs> what an angel. Do you have any more nominations? Do we need to add to our death count? Who died in this episode? Just I'm not the sure other- anyone oh, did. No. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No? I mean, Buffy did, sort of. Does that count? She got turned into a vampire. That was a... Mm, did we count that as a Buffy No, I death? don't think so. It's not real. It was a dream. It's not real. I don't think anyone died this episode. Great. That's, wow. That's a first. I bet those giant hornets would have taken a few people out if they hadn't Oh yeah. reversed the curse so quickly. Yeah. Let's see. Do you want to do fan fiction or pop quiz? Let's do a pop quiz. Okay. I've got a fan fiction, but it's a little bit long. Let's okay. do a pop quiz. You ready for this shit? I'm trying to remember all the trivia from this episode. Okay, yes. okay, okay. No fucking way you're going to get this. Okay. We've been doing them like from the current episode, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. What is... Willow's vocal range. And I have multiple choice Jesus, options. Oh my fucking god, how did you get that? Are you fucking kidding me? How did you know because that? Because he said, when he introduced her, he was like, she's the oh, world famous soprano. God, you're paying too close attention to this shit. How could you give me options? There's only two for, like, a woman. It's well, a soprano, right? She could have been tenor. Alright. Wow, fuck off. Caitlin, two points. Caitlin, three points. Damn it. <laughs> I think the man she was supposed to be singing with was supposed to be like a a manifestation of Andre, Andre Botticelli. Yeah, I think so. So, wow. I don't know. I had soprano in mind. God. She looks like a soprano. I'm going to get you next time, boom. <laughs> 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 it's actually, it was a better performance, I think, than the dramatic reading they put on in the last episode oh that was terrible where they were reading or are they reading something about Hamlet? oedipus oh I don't oedipus know. yeah something i don't like know that. what that is all right i've got 
a juicy piece of fan fiction for Let's you. Let's do it. It's a bit long. I'm in. But it's a continuation of one I read a couple of weeks ago. Oh. When Willow and Cordelia switched bodies. Nice. So this is chapter three of a story called Another Girl's Life by Eric Bloodstone. Of all the bad things about being turned into Willow, this was perhaps the worst. She had walked right from Mrs. Boop, boop, boop. She had walked right from Mrs. Rosenberg's old Volvo. How uncool. Almost to the main school doors, and no one said a word to her, or even looked at her for that matter, and she felt so short and insignificant. Used to, to admiring or envious looks of people making way for her. Now it was like she was invisible. Suddenly, a muscular arm was flung around her shoulder, and a voice she dreaded to hear the most spoke. Hey, Will. How about a little help for your old buddy? Help me with my trig, and I'll let you buy me lunch? What a deal for you. It was Xander Harris. Cordelia decided that being invisible and not talked to was underrated in the modern world. Particularly when the person who had deemed to talk to you was someone like Xander Harris. The boy had even failed at trying to be the class clown. He wasn't even that bad looking. He was kind of cute, but he dressed so uncool, and he was such a clueless clod. Enough already. Get your arm off of me. I'm going to the library. Cordelia blew him off. Unfortunately, Willow had never obviously blown Xander off, and he failed miserably to notice that he had been blown off by the master, or mistress, whatever. Willow's soft, sweet voice was not very adept at being cutting. Right with you, Willow. Might as well say hi to the G-man. And maybe Buffy's there? Cordelia decided to let him tag along. Getting rid of him would be way too much effort, and it wasn't like her reputation would suffer. All the world was used to seeing these two super losers together like bacon and eggs. That thought caused Cordelia to put a flush in Willow's face, and she remembered her new mom blush bacon, because I think last episode we realized yeah. that Cordelia was <laughs> But speaking of Willow and reputations, her mind was in Willow's body. Where was Willow with her incomparably sexy body? <laughs> she had to assume, major yuck, that Willow was her. Hi, Cordelia, came the sound of her name. Cordelia automatically spun around, to be greeted by a sight she never wished to see again. There she was. Her body was seen by Harmony, wearing an outfit that so didn't match. Her own lovely body was wearing clothes that in no way could be said to go together. Her stock would plummet. Her social life was at an end. Something had to be done before evil Willow destroyed Cordelia's reputation forever. Still, Cordelia had to admit that it was a pleasure to see her body. At least it was safe. It was so strangely nice to see, <laughs> to admire herself from the outside. But shit, did she feel so small and insignificant next to her real self. Hi, Cordelia. I really need to talk to you, called Cordelia, hoping if she snagged Willow soon enough, the damage would be minimal. Was it ever weird to call somebody else wearing your own body with your own name? Willow looked around, obviously freaked at hearing her own voice coming out of someone who wasn't her. She was making Cordelia look so uncool. Earlier, when she had first woken up in a place she didn't recognize, Willow had thought she'd been kidnapped as part of an evil vampire plan. Then she had caught a sight, the sight of herself in one of Cordelia's many mirrors. She was in Cordelia Chase's body. Being Cordelia was so unreal. When Willow was six, it was her dream to be Cordelia, or at least someone very like her. But age and a better acquaintance had soon got rid of that impulse. Cordelia was, to put it bluntly, a bitch. 
and there were so moments when we wished she could be more confident and popular and beautiful and sexy. Horribly shallow wishes, Willow knew, but there you had it. She still wished it. Also, maybe then Xander would notice her. There had been a sort of embarrassed excitement when she had dressed for school. She was so beautiful and desirable now. She smiled brilliantly in the mirror, and the beautiful face of Cordelia Chase smiled back. This was so cool. She had never felt beautiful or desirable before, and it was a real rush. Despite herself, she turned this way and that. Wow, what a figure, and look at those boobs. Willow went into the huge closet. My God, look at all these clothes. Willow was stunned. Then she shook herself. It was going to be hard to something to wear so much to choose from. She did her best, and at the end, she slipped on two-inch high-heeled boots that Xander had once said were cool, and he admired Cordy in. She was surprised to be able to walk so easily in them, even though they were a little uncomfortable. And the short skirt really showed off her gorgeous legs. Cordelia's legs, of course. This was fun, but she had to get to school and hope to figure out a way to sort out the whole thing and find Cordelia, who was presumably walking around in her body. They needed to get Giles to cast a spell, or at least to figure out what was going on. At least she was going to find out what it was like to be Cordelia. Willow's grin grew wider as she realized that Cordelia was going to be in was going to, in no way, shape, or form, be as excited to find herself in Willow Rosenberg's body. It would serve her right to find out what it was like to be one of the underdogs in Sunnydale society. She laughed. Cordelia would be freaking out. Going downstairs, she was surprised to see there was no one else there except a sleepy maid. No parents. The maid said, Good morning, Miss Chase, respectfully, and she fixed Willow a low-calorie breakfast. She looked slightly surprised when Willow thanked her. As Willow left the house, she called out a farewell, but there was no reply. Where was Cordelia's family? It was kind of cool to get behind the wheel of Cordelia's beamer with the Queen C license plate and roar off to school. Once she entered campus, however, Willow began to have doubts about being Cordelia. Standing in front of the mirror and looking like Cordelia was all very well, but Willow realized suddenly that she would have to actually be Cordelia, at least until Giles figured out a way to reverse what had happened. Look at all the admiring looks she got as she walked down the hallway. Specialized. Cordelia's bitchy friend Harmony was, was coming this way with her false fake smile. Hi, Cordelia. Oh my god, Harmony. <laughs> Hi, Cordelia. Oh my god, Har Harmony had seen her. What should she do? She couldn't talk to these people, but she smiled her best Cordy smile. Hi yourself, girlfriend. And it was what Cordelia always said. But what came next? Before she had the chance to say anything more, however, a small, sweet voice called out to her. It was her own voice. Although Willow had been expecting Cordelia to be there in her body, the reality of the situation was a little weirder than she had anticipated. She turned and saw herself with Xander and felt very strange and almost faint. Unconsciously, she noticed that Cordelia had made Willow look more attractive than usual. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter? Oh, my God. I got to know what happens next. Well, that's very long. Oh, my gosh. How many chapters are I there? I got to break it up. Oh, so many. Oh. There's, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to just have to pick and choose because there's, like, some Giles and Jenny Calendar chapters. That story's riveting. I can't wait to hear more. Anyway, yeah, I love it. I love the way that Cordelia refers to her own self as very sexy and desirable. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Uh. over and over and Willow's just like oh hey it's great <laughs> oh that's me well do you have anything else yeah. you want to add to this episode yeah other other than to say that I loved it 
I can't wait to see what the last two episodes of the show of season one hold. Oh, can't wait. No. Well, you can find us on Instagram at JustSlayinPod and send us an email at gmail, uh, JustSlayinPod at gmail.com. Until next time, happy hunting. Later, Slayers. <laughs> Don't dox yourself, bro. It just... It's just, it's just, it's just.